Man, I, I am so glad um, that you're here this morning. We are in this series uh, called Chasing Carrots, The Endless Pursuit uh, for More. Uh, and last week, we kind of talked about fame, these, these micro cravings for fame uh, kind of the, that we have. Um, a lot of us, it's not to be maybe a household name or, or, or worldwide uh, fame, but it's these small cravings that we want people to recognize us. We, we want people to, to know us. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the elusive pursuit of perfection, of how we, we strive, many of us strive for perfection. And when it doesn't happen, we get derailed. Um, today, though, um, I want to talk about something that I believe probably impacts most of you. Um, and I know that it really impacts me. We're going to talk about chasing money and stuff, material things from, from this world. And so before we dive in today, I just want to get a little bit of help from you. Um, I have a few questions. It's no fun without you. I guess no fun for me just to stand up here and talk. But how many of you, and I want you to raise your hand, would honestly say that you wouldn't mind being rich? Raise your hands. You wouldn't mind being a lot of hands, a lot of hands. Um, all right. I'm wondering, have you ever looked at somebody who is rich and thought for yourself, man, I could just be rich better than they are rich? Like, I, I could do it better than they do. Like, sometimes they're just, like, stupid rich. Like, if I was rich, I'd be smart rich. Now, like, this is more of a little difficult question. How many of you would say that you are really, really rich? Just raise your hand. If you, you would say you are really, really rich. Like, this is what I know. A lot of less hands. Like, I know that most of you, like... You just said you're, you're not really, really rich, but you'd love to be really, really rich. And, and so like many people in this world, um, you continue to pursue or long for or even lust after money and, and more stuff. If I could just have a little bit more. I read some research on this subject uh, to find out what people say that they would actually take for them to be rich. And I found this article um, that talked about what people would do for, for $5 million. Like, what would you do for $5 million? According to this article, 54% of people would listen to country music for the rest of their life. <laughs> like, like, no other music, just country music. Like, that seems like a bad deal to me. Like, I, I would not take that deal. Like, I'm just telling you. Or, or would I, like, own another cat, probably. Um, but... Uh, but this one was interesting, though. 42% of people said that they would have all their teeth removed. Like, I don't know, I'm rich. Maybe they're going to be like, buy fake ones. I, I don't know. This was shocking. 50% said that for $5 million, they would allow one random person on the earth to die. Like, just, just anybody that could die. This one's even harder for me to wrap my mind around. 24% of people said that for $5 million, they would live in solitude for the next 20 years. What are you going to do with it? Amazon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but Gallup did a poll, and they interviewed a lot of people to find out what is rich. In other words, what, what would, would you consider to be rich? And this was, this was very interesting to me. Um, is that for those who made $30,000 a year, maybe you make more than that, maybe you make less than that, but for those who made $30,000 a year, 
the average response was it would take $74,000 a year for me to consider myself rich. So a little over double what they made. And they would feel very rich. There are some of you that make $74,000 a year and you'd say, that's not rich. For those who made $50,000 a year, they responded that it would take about $100,000 a year to feel rich. And again, there, there are many of you here that you make $100,000 a year and you've got house payments and car payments and kids in college and you're like, that, that's not rich. What's fascinating to me though is they asked the top income earners um, in, in, the, in the United States, those well into the six figures. They said, what would, would it take for you to be rich? And the, the response was $5 million in assets. They would need $5 million in assets, then you're rich. So if you're the poor joker that only has $2 million in assets, man, I feel, I feel bad for you. Because you need, you need $5 million to be rich. But what I know about you is that you don't feel rich, but you want to be rich. So you do like many of us do, that we live for this continual pursuit for more. And what I know is that rich is a, a moving line. Like, I bet there are many of you who are like me that when I was in my 20s, and I probably even said it out loud, if one day if I can get to this point in my life, if I can make this much money in a year, like I'll feel rich and that's enough. Guess what happened? I got to that point and the line moved. And, and then I got to that point and the line moved again. And now I'm at another point in my life, and the line has moved again. So what do you need to be happy? What, what do you need to feel rich, to be satisfied in life? Most people would say, I'm not quite sure, but I know it's a little bit more. I had a friend who always told me that, hey, the uh, only thing I need, I just need five cents more than my wife can spend. Like, then I'll be happy. That's why I think Jesus talks so much about money and possessions during his, really his three-year ministry. In Luke chapter 12, um, verse 15, this is what Jesus said. He was talking to a group of people. He said, watch out. Be on your guard. So twice he says that. Watch out. Be on your guard. He said, this, is, this is serious. He said, be on your guard um, against all kinds of greed. Because life doesn't consist in the abundance of, of possessions. Your life, the quality of your life, is not measured by the volume of your stuff. Be on your guard. Be, be very careful because everything in culture is shouting at you, you need this, you need more, and again and again, what, what the world is telling us is if you just had this, you're going to be happy, you're going to be fulfilled in life. That what you don't have is what you need. And Jesus says, hey, you watch out. You be careful against all kinds of greed because life doesn't consist in the amount of junk that you own. In fact, Jesus told a very powerful illustration to a rich guy in this gospel of Luke right after that. He said there was a guy, a rich man who had a great harvest. And this guy had a, a bumper crop, a, a great year. Um, many of you farmers probably won't have that this year. But, but he kind of set a record. And he said, hey, what am I going to do? I've got all this money coming in. God has blessed me. I've had this great year of, of harvesting. He said, I know what I'll do. I'll tell, tear down all my old barns and I'll big, build bigger barns and then I'll retire early. I'll take life easy and I'll, I'll throw a lot of parties. And this is what God said to the rich guy in verse 20. He said, you fool, 
This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Here's what's fascinating about the story. God wasn't mad at the guy for being rich. Think about it. He was a farmer. Who made him rich? God did. Farmers, you don't control what your crop's going to be like this year, do you? God's in control of that. God made the guy rich. God gave the guy a bountiful harvest. God wasn't happy with this guy because he wasn't rich toward God. He was only rich in, in the things of this world, but he was missing being rich in the things that mattered most. With that in mind, I want to tell you some good news and some bad news. And we're going to go with the good news first because that's how it's written in my notes. Um, the good news is um, that, that you're rich. You are rich. I asked if you're rich. Like you said you weren't rich, but you're rich. And you don't really feel rich because you feel like you got more bills than money. Like you don't feel rich, but, but you're rich. And when we get a little bit of perspective and that we recognize that probably around 3 billion or so people in this world, it's a little less than half of all of the people in this world, they live off of $2 a day or less. It starts to put in perspective um, that, that based on where most people live in the world, that we actually are very, very rich. In fact, you could often tell just how, how rich you are by the things that upset you. Like you get really, really mad because your Amazon, Amazon shipment took three days to get there instead of two days. Or, or your fast food order, like as you drove through the drive-through, like they, they didn't give you any dipping sauce with your nuggets. Or, or you complain that your Netflix wouldn't connect to your Wi-Fi. Or you forgot your AirPods and you have to manually hold the phone to your head. You can often tell how, how rich you are by what bothers you. Like, I mean, when I, when I try to step back and think about it for a minute, that I can play any song in the world on my device. I can stream any movie, uh, play games. Like when I get hungry, when you get hungry, I can drive my car to, to a place that's going to prepare the food for me, put it on a plate, garnish it, and then do all the dishes afterwards. That puts me in the top 15% of all of the wealthiest people in the world. You can drive your car past 14 or 15 other restaurants to go to the one that you prefer where somebody else milked the cow and caught the fish or cut the head off the chicken. Like, that's how rich most of us are. And, and the good news is you are really, really rich. Now, I know that right now there's, there's some people and you're facing some, some extreme financial conditions, um, some medical bills or, or a divorce, or maybe you're a single parent that's, that's really fighting to stay alive. And I don't want to diminish that in, in any way. But overall, the mass, vast majority of the people that I'm talking to, whether you're sitting here, whether you're watching online, like, you're rich. And if we're going to acknowledge before God that he's actually blessed us, that compared to most people in the world that we really are rich, then what I want to do is I want to be good at being rich. I want to be rich in the, in the things of God and not of the things of this world. So in order to be good at it, first you have to acknowledge it. And I'd love for it, if you just really believe it, I'd love for you to just say, I'm rich. Okay, three of you, that's not bad. <laughs> like, God, God has blessed me. Like, I'm rich. 
And if for a moment, like you feel a bit uncomfortable saying that, like I don't want my kids to hear me say I'm rich. Like or you feel a little bit guilty for saying that? If for any reason you feel uncomfortable saying I'm rich, like ask yourself for a second, what other blessing in the world are, do you feel embarrassed or, or ashamed about? Or do you have to try to justify? Why do you think that we might be a, a bit apologetic for someone says, oh, you have a great marriage. It's like, well, thank you. You don't say, well, not really. You don't know my wife. <laughs> I love what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 5.19, what he said about God. He said, moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, that to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. Like, who gives wealth? God gives wealth. But I'm a self-made man. No, you're not. Actually, God made you first. Like, you have gifts and you have talents and you have opportunities that God gave you. You were born in a place that have more opportunities than any other nation in the world. And God is the one behind it. When God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy it, to accept their lot in life and be happy, what's that? it's a gift from God. So for a moment you feel embarrassed or, or apologetic or ashamed, like, just understand that it is a blessing from God. So the good news is you're rich. I mean, the bad news? The bad news is you're rich. Like it's, it, it really is bad news. Because being rich actually puts us a, uh, a tremendous spiritual disadvantage, really. In fact, Jesus had, had a very meaningful conversation with a rich, powerful young guy. And he had all of this stuff. And it was his money and his stuff that was so important to him that it hindered him from following Jesus. He had, it had such a grasp on him. Jesus looked at him and said, hey, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And the guy walked away sad. Being rich puts us at a, at a tremendous spiritual disadvantage. Jesus told, told another rich guy, he said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? He said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So the good news is you're rich. You're blessed. The bad news is you're rich. It's a, spirit, it's a tremendous spiritual disadvantage. Why? You already have a roof over your head. You already have food in the pantry. You can buy whatever you want. You've never probably in, in many recent years had the, the privilege of a blessing of prayer, God give me today this daily bread. You've never had to rely on God in that way. We're so rich and so blessed with opportunities that many of us were overwhelmed, we're exhausted, we're tired, and we're often missing out on what matters the most. If you don't believe me, just go to a, a developing nation sometime. On day number one, you'll be shocked. Your stomach will, will turn because of the extreme poverty that you see. You won't believe what, what you see or uh, you'll feel some sorrow and, and compassion for these people. You can't believe they have to live the way that they do. On day or th three or four, what you're going to find is suddenly... Like you realize they have something that you don't. They've got time with people. They've got relationships. They often have an intimacy with God. And what they don't have that you have is stress, is anxiety, is the burden of managing stuff. 
And on day five or so, you might find a small part of yourself jealous at their simplicity and their intimacy, their appreciation for their community, for their their adoration for God. It's a disadvantage sometimes to have so much. And another reason that it's a disadvantage is because this, because to whom much is given, much is required, the Bible says. In other words, it's great you're rich because you can truly enjoy what God's given you and, and that honors God. But God also expects more because you're rich. We truly have a greater responsibility. And all the time we're rich. Like every moment of every day, culture shouts at us, what you don't have is what you need. What you don't have is, is what you need. The newer phone, the better TV, the brand new purse, uh, the shoes, the watch, the sunglasses, the wallet, the, the, the car, the accessories, the artwork, the vacations. Because what you don't have is what you need. And that's why Jesus said, be on your guard. What I hope you'll understand is this, that more money isn't going to help your kids stay off drugs. More money may put them in a place where they're actually more susceptible to get hooked. More money is not going to heal someone who, who is dying of cancer. More money will not make the depression go away. More money will not save your marriage. What we don't need is more of what's temporary. What we do need is more of what's eternal. What we don't need is more money. What we do need is more Jesus. Like, I don't want to be under the power of something of this world. I want to be under the power and living in the blessings of the eternal world, living a life that honors God. I love what Paul tells Timothy. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides to us with everything for our enjoyment. To whom much is given, much is expected. To be rich in good deeds. I love it, and I'm going to close with this this morning. It's a, something I heard from um, Andy Stanley years ago, um, and I've tried to put it into practice in my life. And, and he said this, and I'm going to ask you to repeat this after me. God has blessed me with more than I need. I'm rich. But I will not trust in my riches, but in him who richly provides. Because I have more, I will give more, and I will do more. Like, that feels good. Like, that's good news. Like, it's really good news that we are rich and that we are blessed. It's bad news is, but it can be distracting. It can be a spiritual disadvantage for, for many of us. So I don't know about you, but with everything in me, I want to live in the riches that God has given me in a way that's honoring him. And that's sacrifice. Today, I don't know uh, where you're at spiritually. I don't know how you can use your riches, your blessings to, to impact other people. Maybe it is, man, they, they, you see that single mom, you're going to pay her rent for a month. Maybe it is that you're going to, to, to pay for a kid to go to, to Christ in Youth Convention. Maybe you're going to go serve in the, the, the food pantry because you have time to do that. Maybe you'll deliver uh, meals of Project Red because you've been blessed to do it. Maybe you'll serve in, in KCC Kids. Maybe you'll, you'll save up your money instead of taking a vacation for yourself. 
um, and going somewhere you want to go. Maybe you'll go to, to one of our, our ministry partners in Costa Rica or, or wherever, and you'll spend a week serving people in another part of the world. Be rich in good deeds because God's blessed you. But it's a spiritual disadvantage. Some of you, that's what's held you back for so long of coming to a relationship with Christ. And today's the day you need to say, well, you know what? I've been trusting in the riches. I've been trusting in the things of this world. Today, I'm going to begin to trust in the God who richly provides those things. And today's the day that you need to give your life to Christ, maybe in baptism um, this morning. So I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to pray. And our worship team is going to lead us in a song that I'd rather have Jesus than anything. And my prayer is that that's your prayer uh, today. Father God, I'm thankful that you have blessed us the way that you have, that we are, that we are rich. And God, we know that that's good news, but also that it's, that it's bad news. Father, I just pray that we'd be good. As Christ followers, we'd be good at being rich. That we'd use the way that you've blessed us to be blessing to the people around us. Father, right now, I pray really with all of my heart that my prayer would be prayer of everybody here would be that they would rather have Jesus than anything this world offers. It's in his name that I pray.